Welcome to the Let's Talk Autism podcast. I'm Michelle Davey. And I'm Christelle. And it's Monday the 29th of March. The start of World Autism Awareness Week. And this is the Let's Talk Autism podcast marathon. This week, as part of the National Autistic Society's Super 7 Challenge, we will be recording seven podcasts a day for the seven days of World Autism Awareness Week. That's 49 podcasts in a week. It sure is. We better get on with it, Christelle. Let's go. Roll tiles. Welcoming on to the Let's Talk Autism podcast marathon. We're very, very excited to welcome Emily. Hello, Emily. Hello. Hi. Hiya. How are you? I'm good. Yeah, thank you. Are you both okay? Not bad. Not bad. We're really excited to have you on because we've had lots of autistic men come to speak to us and you are our first autistic woman so welcome and um, so tell us a little bit about your diagnosis journey so I'd always been kind of aware that there was something different about me um, but it wasn't until just under a year and a half ago when I was 26 that I was told I was potentially autistic which came as almost kind of a shock because I'd always been diagnosed with mental health conditions and things like that as opposed to autism that had just not been mentioned to me before Um, and then it was about 11 months the actual process of getting a diagnosis during a global pandemic I don't like to do things when it's nice and easy Um, (laughs) I like to make it difficult for myself so yeah so that finally received the diagnosis in 16th of November last year. Okay, so um, kind of a surprise, yes? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you refer yourself to the doctor or something and say, I think I'm autistic? Or was it someone that approached you and said, actually, I think this is what's going on? Yeah, how did that come about? So for me, I was at the lowest point with my mental health and I'd had every possible kind of treatment option going. So I was referred to my community mental health team. And luckily, the lady that I saw used to work for the diagnostic service. So it took her less than an hour with me to suddenly go, yeah, I don't don't think it's just mental health. I think there is something else going on there as well. And what kind of things did you notice that were different about you when you're looking at other people you're thinking oh actually I'm a bit different in this in this area Uh, so I've always been kind of quite sensitive to noises so I'm quite sensitive to kind of being in a a loud place I found transitions between schools really difficult like everyone else went to a new school and was fine I went to a new school and came home and cried every day and had to be forced in every morning which for the first few days maybe but I was still doing it after I've been at school for four years so that's yeah that's definitely different (laughs) so Emily in regards with your mum when you told your mum that you've been diagnosed autistic how did your mum respond to that was it something that perhaps she thought as well we'd both neither of us really had any indication um she was actually in the room with me when I was told I was potentially autistic she was in the house when I had the zoom call to be told that I was autistic Uh, I came downstairs still kind of crying because I was in shock of it myself and just said I'm autistic and she just came and gave me a huge hug because I think it was the relief and the questions answered that we'd both needed for 27 years so yeah Yeah. it was really a massive relief. And when you heard those words that you are autistic what did autism mean to you at that precise moment and what does it mean to you now? At that moment in time I think it was a complete unknown Um, as much as I've kind of I'm a trained teacher I've done autism awareness training in the past 
but never really related it to me that much. Um, so for me, it was like a whole new obstacle that needed to be kind of looked at, but I love research. So now autism is something to celebrate and something to be really proud of. And I think most of my strengths come from being autistic. So yeah, I'm so glad I got that diagnosis now. Oh, that sounds fantastic. And for you, obviously, it's Autism Awareness Week. And this is your first Autism Awareness Week, right? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. <laughs> In your everyday life, what things help you as an autistic woman to be able to do your daily duties? I would say to help me, I think having that understanding and being able to speak to other people about kind of what it's like to be autistic and how I might not present as kind of the stereotypical kind of thing that I'd heard about in training and just making sure that I don't feel like a burden (laughs) and I do sometimes feel when I ask for things to be changed a little bit with kind of sessions I am sort of thought of as a burden a little bit and I don't kind of want that to be the case I want to feel comfortable to ask for that help yeah yeah I think definitely because you know with my son you know sometimes I feel a little bit like that even when I ask for things like oh um, he is autistic so could he get there a little bit earlier and then I always feel awkward to say it and then I remember one party that he went to like a children's party and the parent messaged me before and was just like if you want to bring your son a little bit earlier to help him you know be be more accustomed and I thought oh wouldn't it be easier that's that's the sort of thing isn't it you know just to not have to ask just to you know not to feel awkward if you did ask absolutely yeah I think that's such a key key thought that you need to be feeling okay to be able to ask it yeah Emily do you know a lot of people sort of and we've had parents on with autistic girls they've said a lot about masking obviously do you feel can you recognize this is something you've always done with the masking Absolutely, yeah. I think I masked every day, all day, um, my entire life. Um, I'm certainly, I still do it now, even though I know that it's not helpful to me and it's not helpful to other people either. So I do definitely relate to it. And I think that's been my coping strategy of kind of getting through school, of just hiding it all and just masking it. So yeah, that's my target is to definitely stop masking and be my myself around other people. Yeah. And how do you feel? You know, obviously we say these things, oh, girls mask, but we don't really know what that means. So what is it to mask? And how do you feel? Obviously, you're aware that, okay, I'm, I'm not, you know, being real here. How do you feel? I think the best way of describing it is somebody has always described me as a swan. Um, so feeling I look really calm on the outside but on the underneath I'm trying to kind of paddle away and keep going and I think that is how I feel like I do look totally calm but then on the inside my, my brain's kind of going at 100 miles per hour and my heart rate's going and I, I'll start to kind of shake a little bit and that's kind of where the anxiety thing came into it and um, so that's for me it doesn't really look obvious that I'm struggling until maybe it's gone on for a whole day and I just can't take it in anymore um, and then I'd come home and that's where I'd let how I was feeling out yeah, um, you, yeah. You, well, in your safe haven that's where you would now let your emotions um, unleash I understand that 
Well, yeah. you know, it's it's amazing, honestly, speaking yeah. to you. It's so amazing just to hear, because obviously we've spoken to a lot of parents who have autistic girls, but this is our first time speaking to an autistic woman, you know. And with children, yeah. obviously, they get the EHCP because they're still in school and everything, but you're an adult, so do they help you with anything, or is it just... Are you teaching, Emily? Uh, not at the moment, no. No, I left to set up my business uh, two oh, months ago today so yeah, oh, congratulations. <laughs> yeah. <Big> <laughs> thank you yeah and what business um, is that you're doing it's around so it's emily autism and me and it's looking at kind of running autism awareness training from the perspective of being an autistic female um, so, wow. so and kind of i've worked in museums so i want to get into museums and make them nice and autism friendly um, oh wow that sounds fantastic yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know but, what we're going to say? We're going to say, Emily, you're going to have to come back for a full episode <laughs> and speak to us about this. These seven minutes with our new guests are too small a time, aren't they, Christelle? It's, a, it's such a tease, honestly. We could speak to you <laughs> all day. That's it. It's going to be a teaser for our full episode review that you're going to come back on and tell us all about. But where can people, in the meantime, find you on Instagram? So that's at Emily Autism at Emily Autism. Thank you so much, Emily, for coming on and sharing your story. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye.